Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. We're so glad that you've joined with us to gather around the Word of God today. Amen. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 19. This verse is is very important to to really understand it. You know, I worked uh, bivocational for 12 years uh, for with a production company and uh uh wow it was it was quite an experience because every time almost on a daily basis when i went to work in the afternoon shift someone would come up to me as particularly two two young men would come up to me and, and when i took my break uh, for for lunch and they would have one of those little new testaments and they would open up one of those little bitty i i couldn't see with my glasses i said you read it to me they had a scripture marked or highlighted and they said rev can you break this down to us and to my delight i did didn't mind at all. I'm a preacher called to preach. <laughs> One, my associate minister said, Pastor Venable will will preach at the drop of the hat, and he's he's willing to drop the hat. Well, I, I'm going to drop the hat today, and I want to break something down to you that's important to where we are right now spiritually, and the 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 forces that are arrayed against the the gospel of Christ, the Christian community, the truth church. The true church are those that have genuinely been born again by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That's every, every person who has really repented of their sin and called upon the name of the Lord and accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Today I know I'm speaking to some real deal Christians today. And you will understand exactly these spiritual truths as we break down this particular scripture. It's in Isaiah 59 and verse 19. And I want to, to take a, 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 a real clear stand today as a child of God and encourage you to stand with me. In fact, the name of our teaching is Standing Firm when the dam breaks. Standing firm when the dam breaks. In order to weather the storm of satanic attack, we must rely on our Lord Jesus and we must expect and pray for a supernatural intervention. We can't stem the tide of this flood of wickedness in and of ourselves. We, uh, we need to use the political process. We need to pray for kings and those that are in authority. The Supreme Court, the President of the United States to have a, a consciousness of their, their responsibility, not just to their constituents, but to God who has raised up this nation and made us early on in the inception of this nation a lighthouse to the world and a springboard for the gospel to the nations of the world. The times have changed and Satan is taking out his his angst and his ire against America. And there's a flood of wickedness now. Uh, and listen, we, we, we can't stem that tide without supernatural intervention. 
convention. That's why this scripture is so important that we get a grip on today and we stand firm even though the dam has broken. Listen, this is what it says in Isaiah fifty nine nineteen: When the enemy, not if, but when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise a standard up against him. That word standard in the Hebrew is means to vanish away, to put to flight, to make to flee, to force to flee. In Young's analytical uh, uh, commentary of this verse, I really like this. It says the thought of the verse then is whenever the enemy comes upon God's people like a flood of all engulfing water. Listen, racing down a narrow ravine. When when water is narrowed to a, a ravine, it, it, it picks up velocity more so than when it just comes over the banks of a river. When it's racing down a narrow ravine, if you take a water hose and put your open it wide open, put your thumb over half of the opening. It's going to it's going to cause that to come out with more force as it's narrowed. And that's what the nozzle does when you squeeze it and put it on it. Then it comes with greater force. Listen, I'm going to read that again. The thought of the verse then is whenever the enemy comes upon God's people like a flood of all engulfing water racing down a narrow ravine, the Lord in the very midst of the flood raises a standard. God raises a dam to stem the tide, thus delivering his people. Glory to God. Listen, friend of mine, we need supernatural intervention because we are dealing with a supernatural adversary. We need to use every political means. We need to vote for that that will keep God's blessing intact upon this nation. We need people in office that have a Christian base and not just a worldview. But I'm going to tell you, here and now, this is going to take more than than political act, activism. This is going to take an intervention of God. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. Hallelujah. I like Nave's uh, translation of this scripture. It says God's standard and ensign which shall save his people is Christ. And he's basing it on the next verse, verse 20, that says, And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. We know the Redeemer has come. We know him by name. God's standard is a person, and that person is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. So rest assured, dear Christian, today, the greater one is for you and the greater one is in you. Hallelujah. We must never fret nor fear. We must stand firm when the dam breaks. And we need to do it now more than ever. We are challenged by the Holy Spirit to have courage in Christ 
Amen. Listen, what we are facing today is no less than what is described here in the, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 10. We argue not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places, and the rulers of the darkness of this world. I believe Satan is unleashed. Every, every force of evil, every demonic force, every, every, everything he's got in hell to oppose, Christ and his church and the gospel, because he knows he has but a short time. He know, he is more keenly aware of time winding up, particularly his time. Amen. And Jesus coming for his church and the tribulation. He knows the bottomless pit is awaiting him. He knows God keeps his word. And he knows it more so than many Christians know it today. Amen. If, if, if we knew it like he knew it, we'd have a lot more faith in God today. Listen carefully. With all of this array of spiritual forces against us, if God didn't provide for us a standard, if God didn't raise up a standard, listen to what Paul says, Therefore be strong in the Lord, Ephesians 6, and in the power of His might. Take upon you the whole armor of God that you might be able to what? To stand. He enumerates, he identifies the adversary, he enumerates the supernatural armor. It's really putting on Christ is what it is. It's the armor of light. That's why the Bible said, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's God's standard. We put on His righteousness. We trust in His salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. When we gird ourselves with truth and gird up the loins of our mind with His Word. Hallelujah. He, he, His Word is the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. His peace is our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we're, all of this is so that we can stand, having done all, stand. Hallelujah. And when it says having done all, because of Jesus conquering in our behalf, listen, having overcome all is the connotation of that scripture in the context of spiritual armor, spiritual arena of battle, prayer. Hallelujah. Listen, God is ready to stem the tide of that flood if we will stand firm even though the dam has broken. That little phrase, in the Lord, is the very cornerstone to our courage in battle. The Amplified said, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which His boundless might provides. Hallelujah. That little phrase, In the Lord, in Christ. <laughs> Amen. Or their equivalent. 
are found over 40 times in the book of Ephesians alone. In this one book of the New Testament, in the Lord, or an equivalent to in the Lord, is found. Because in this book, God has, through the Apostle Paul, He has revealed our adversary and its supernatural forces right out of the the pit of hell itself. And I'm going to tell you something. Amen. The church that Jesus has established because He is our standard. Amen. Glory to God. He said, even the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Glory to God. Every Christian, therefore, is inseparately united with Jesus Christ. We are placed by God, by the Holy Spirit, into oneness with His person and His work. So the first principle I want to bring this morning to have courage, that we might stand faith, that we might stand firm even though the dam is broken, is being in Christ means we are in the mighty victory of His name. Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. In the netherworld, under here is a Greek word uh, that means infernal, belonging to the world of departed spirits under the earth. Amen. And every tongue, listen, every tongue that should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. The Greek word translated Lord here is kurios and means supreme in authority. In effect, God, Lord, Master, (laughs) hallelujah. The Greek word Lord is the equivalent to the Old Testament Hebrew for Jehovah. Christ's exaltation is not only God's attestation of satisfaction in Christ's work at the cross, but God's recognition and declaration of Christ's equality with Himself. That's according to Acts 2.36. It said, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye crucified, both Lord and Christ. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Let there be no doubt about it. He is very God. Supreme in authority, incarnate in flesh, but no less God. Hallelujah. The devils believe this, and they tremble. Let us believe this, and triumph. Hallelujah. We used to sing the old camp meeting song, didn't we? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, demons will have to flee. Praise God. We cannot be in Christ and not qualify to pray in the victory and authority of His exalted name. 
That's why Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Satan and his demons cannot resist the believer who stands in the supreme authority of Jesus' name. That's why the New Testament said, whatever you do, it's going to be opposed. You're going to be persecuted. The enemy's going to fight you every step of the way. But give no ground to the enemy. Stand firm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Whatever you do, therefore, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John Newton said this, As surely as he overcame and triumphed once for you, so surely you that love his name in him triumph too. Praise God. Hallelujah. To be in Christ means that we're united to Christ in all of the victory He has achieved in His redemptive work. The Bible said we haven't just been baptized in water. That's secondary to what happens when you truly get born again, born from above. The Bible said that we are baptized by one Spirit into one body. The body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Colossians two fourteen and 15 says, Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The cross is added here because that is where it all occurred. I like the Amplified. It said, God disarmed principalities and powers, raged against us, and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in Him and in it, the cross. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible said the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but we who are saved, it is the power of God. At the moment of conversion, God puts the believer in all the victory Christ has achieved in His redemptive work because He puts us into Christ. Hallelujah. And He puts Christ in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hebrews two fourteen and 15. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them, verse 15, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. It was in his incarnate form as one of us, therefore, that our Lord achieved our redemption and totally defeated the kingdom of darkness. This word destroy means to render entirely idle, useless, to make of none effect. The devil's working like he's never worked. He's pulled out all the stops. But we as Christians can stand in the midst of the flood and stand firm 
because God has raised up a standard. That Redeemer has come to Zion. We know Him by name. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And this word destroy doesn't mean He's gone. He's working. We can see the works of the enemy. We can feel the forces that He's He's pouring against us. But at the same time, Satan, even though he exists, and his cohorts stand stand against us spiritually. He's been already defeated, stripped of all legal authority over God's children. God is one of us, defeated Satan for us in Jesus Christ. Take courage today. He doesn't have power over you. The Amplified, I'm going to read that again. Hallelujah. I, I, I hope you got on your shouting shoes today. And I hope you're ready to shout victory as we come to a close in just a little while here. The Amplified says, Since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood, that is in the physical nature of human beings, he himself in similar manner partook of the same nature that by going through death he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love the story of a woman who was being strongly opposed by the devil who cried aloud, You have been defeated. You are God's idea of nothing. Now stand right there and watch me praise God. There's something about triumphing in Christ. There's something about praising God. Even when the enemy's coming in like a flood. Hallelujah. Someone said real genuine worship and praise makes the devil nervous. And if that be true, and I believe it is, we ought to give the devil a nervous breakdown. Glory be to God. God promised to raise a standard. That standard is Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. As victorious Christians, we can now claim this truth with courage in Jesus Christ. You know, there's a scripture in Psalm 124. It says this, if it had not been for the Lord, which was on our side, if it had not been for the Lord, which was on our side, our enemies had swallowed us up quickly. Let all Israel say, if it had not been for the Lord, which was on our side, our enemies would have swallowed us up quickly. In other words, if it hadn't been for a divine intervention, if it hadn't been for a supernatural deliverance. Oh, friend of mine, today God stands ready, just as powerful and just as purposed to deliver His people than He's ever been. He's the Lord God of Israel, and He changes not. And he that keepeth Israel, he slumbers not, the Scriptures declare. Glory be to God. Amen. Listen, the enemy has pulled out all the stops. The wickedness that we're seeing today, the, the, the spiritual 
forces that are unleashed today, you can see it, you can sense it. The devil has pulled out all the stops. In essence, the dam has broken, and that flood tide is rushing and taking many forms of persecution and pressure and temptation and distraction and discouragement and fear. Oh, friend, but when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord, hallelujah, the Spirit of the Lord, I love that Old Testament scripture when Zerubbabel is giving a a seemingly impossible task to perform. And and he's feeling the pressure of it. And God says, Amen, the mountain that stands before you shall become as a plain, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. God promised to raise a standard, didn't he? Amen. The enemy knows he has but a short time. He knows what's awaiting him. He knows better than the average Christian knows how true the word of God is and how God, once he has said it, amen. You know, we used to say, Jesus said it, I believe it, and it's so. No, Jesus said it, and it's so. But when we believe it, it makes it, it makes it manifest in us and to us. We have to settle that issue and let God be true and every man become the liar. Even in the, in the New Testament, before we get to the book of Revelation, Jesus has come to cast a devil out of the demoniac of the Gadarenes and and the devil, one spokesman for the legion that had inhabited this man, this this as a host for them to inhabit, that that chains couldn't hold him, ropes couldn't hold him, he cut himself on the rocks and didn't even feel the pain, and when Jesus encountered this man to deliver him, Amen, and, and show his lordship and his supreme power. The devils knew exactly who he was and they knew something else. They knew their time to express themselves on this planet was limited. Amen. They knew that because they said, we know who you are. Why comest thou to persecute us before our time? You know why the devil has pulled out all the stops? Why he's raging? Because he knows that his time is limited more once again than the average Christian. We many Christians are not living in light of the soon coming of Jesus, but boy, we ought to be. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, the Lord is on our side. And Paul said, If God be for us, who can be against us? That's the standard. God is for us because of Jesus. God is for us because of what Jesus has done in our behalf at the cross. Glory to God. And if God be for us, he's going to raise up a standard against the enemy. He has, and that standard is Jesus Christ. Praise God. This is a day to claim our victory. In the book of Revelation, 
when the Antichrist takes control and the false prophet aids and abets him, and he comes into power for a three and a half year period before all of the plagues fall in the last three and a half. It says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. You see, Satan right now is limited to influencing us from the the powers of the air, these spiritual forces. But it says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. This prince of the powers of the air has come down to you. Satan has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. Oh, friend of mine, the time is so short. He knows it. It's time that we acknowledge it and know that Christ coming, our, everything in our life should, should be lived in the light of the soon coming of Jesus and our standing before him. Amen. And everything in our world should be seen through the lens of the soon coming of Jesus. And until he comes, we are told to occupy. Amen. Not just to wait for him, but to take ground and hold it in his name. Literally, to stand firm even though the dam has broken. Hallelujah. Here's a faith commitment I would like you to to just say with me today. If you feel this in your heart, and I'm going to read it first, and then I want you to say it with me in closing. By faith I claim my invincible right to be strong and victorious in your complete salvation, Lord. I refuse to be discouraged. I reject all emotions that make me feel defeated. I choose to live as one who is more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Glory be to God. Let's say that together. Let's stand firm and stand tall for Jesus today. Amen. By faith... Say it with me. By faith, I claim my invincible right to be strong and victorious in your complete salvation. I refuse to be discouraged. I reject all emotions that make me feel defeated. I choose to live as one who is more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And I want you to say with me what Israel said, what Israel was told to say when enemies came and God supernaturally intervened. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, our enemies would have swallowed us up quickly. Can you affirm that in your heart? But can you simultaneously affirm, if God be for us, who can be against us? Both in the Old Covenant and in the New Covenant, God stands for us. And if He is for us, we have the victory before the fight begins, not waiting to see how it's going to turn out. God 
will supernaturally aid and abet you and me to stand firm, stand strong, and overcome every force that is waged against us because greater is he that's in us and greater is he that is for us than he that is against us in this world. It's time for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit, a flood of supernatural power to counteract and contradict the flood of evil the flood of righteousness hallelujah well god bless you today i hate to quit i I wish we were in a building right now we could just begin to worship god for about an hour and pray and intercede and intervene oh friend of mine this is a day when god is going to stand up and jesus has already stood up praise god in behalf of his church and his people If you don't know Jesus today, you have no armor. You have no advocate. You have no one to raise a standard up in your behalf. And God wants you to be in a place of safety and security. In all of the chaos and crisis that this evil and wickedness has created... This fearful time, this perilous time, this time when the last days would be marked with men's hearts failing them for fear and looking upon the things which are coming upon the earth. I know you sense that. You can't help but sense it. It's the spirit of the age. But right now, Jesus is calling. God is calling. The Holy Spirit is calling. And I, as a servant of God, is calling you to come. Come into the ark of safety. Come into the cleft of the rock and let the storm rage on. You will be safe. The storm will blow out. The flood tide will receive recede, but you will be still standing, and you will stand forever with him, and he will forever stand by you. Repent of your sin. Repent of our sin. Hallelujah. Run to Jesus. Don't run from him. Confess your sin. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, renounce the works of darkness and receive the love, the grace, the protection, the peace that God offers you in Christ today. Amen. And let's look up our redemption and your redemption then is drawing nigh in Jesus' name.